Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Remember to shop winter at TKD. Well, it wasn't... The season, I think many of us hoped for Fremantle, but there were some signs towards the end that they'd found at least some of their mojo again with some stronger performances in the last month of the year. And joining us on the show today, we have their CEO, Simon Garlick. He's been on the show a number of times. He's always good value, very informative. Simon, welcome to the show. Good on you, Mark. Thanks for having me on. So, mate, what happens at an AFL club? When the season ends and then you've got to, uh, the, the rest of the season is going on with the finals and you've got to uh, keep yourself occupied. What does keep you occupied this week and in the weeks coming at Fremantle? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty. There's, it's, it's, there's never really any downtime in an AFL club anymore, Mark. Obviously, if you just step aside from the AFL program for a moment, we're gearing up to um, our round one derby against West Coast of Fremantle Oval for AFLW team. So there's, there's incredible excitement around that this Sunday. It's Father's Day, Mark. I'm sure your kids will be taking you down to Fremantle Oval to watch the girls strut their stuff. So we're very excited about that. Um, new program under a new coach in Lisa Webb. Um, expect us to play a pretty exciting brand of footy. Um, and we're really enthusiastic about what the girls can do over not just this season, but in coming years as well too. Um, and there's obviously a significant amount just from a, a day-to-day business activity, Mark. So no downtime from an AFL point of view, as you can imagine, um, we're looking to run a rule over everything. You know, I mean, you're, you're in a constant state of review, particularly when you haven't really had the year that you've had. Um, you know, from week to week, you're looking at everything you can do to improve and get better. But from a, a playing group perspective, all of the, the guys will be in over the course of this week, um, working through both physical, um, coaching, every, every part of their, their game as they exit and we get the players on their leave as quickly as we can, but making sure we've done everything we possibly can over the week to exit them in the right sort of manner. So um, it's, a, it's a really big week this week in, in that sense. Um, before the, the coaches and the high performance and all the medical guys complete their stuff over the following weeks as well. So a disappointing year, obviously, after finals last year and a drop to, to 14th this year. What, what came out of it for you, Simon? Yeah, I think disappointing and frustrating is probably the, the two adjectives that come to mind um, readily, Mark, in the sense that yeah, we've set ourselves expectations. Um, we obviously made finals last year, won a home final. Um, and you're know, both more internal than anything else, but we understand external as well. We, we wanted to continue that momentum. Um, we obviously made some strategic decisions from a, a player personal perspective at the end of last year that we knew would make us um, a, bit, a bit younger and less experienced, and it's no surprise that that brought some inconsistencies during the year. It certainly wasn't something we planned on and, and absolutely expected to happen. We did everything in our power to try and avoid that, but it's it's um, not altogether surprising, having said that. Um, so I think that it was interesting, Mark. I mean, you know, we beat last year's Premier, last year's Grand Final, the previous year's Premier, all the way from home in a run in the middle of the year. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that we we left one out there against Brisbane um, and we lost to them by three points and 
just again didn't probably have that fluency going forward. And then even Port Adelaide, where you know they kicked their set shots and we missed ours, and you know a three goal difference could have been easily bridged. So they're two really teams, are serious teams at the at the top end of the ladder. So our capability is is been on display. Um, at various times this year, the disappointing thing has been it hasn't been consistent. So that'll be a real focus for us to ensure that we can um, get back to where we want it next year. Yeah, clunky start too, wasn't it? Uh, round two at mm. home against North Melbourne, that was certainly one you left out there. Yeah, absolutely. Even on your main case for round one, two, Duff, in the sense that we had 65 inside 50s, which is is a significant amount, and we just weren't able to capitalise Um and then, as you say, a really disappointing loss to North in, in round two before we started, um, you know, started to build a little bit from there. But, you know, it's such a fine line. Um, you, you, you drop a few games that you shouldn't and all of a sudden you're right in that middle pack and it's it's so competitive and not only sides that have been consistent over the years but sides who are try, starting to build will readily take your spot. So um, there's no margin for error. We, we certainly know that. Liam Henry is a talking point at the moment that's widely expected that he will request a trade at some point over the next week or so. Where are you at with Liam and how would you handle it if there is a trade negotiation necessary? Yeah, so Liam will go through the the exit process like all the other players over the course of this week. Um, Yeah, our list management team will work through the decision that he and his management make over that period. And, And once we know what that is, obviously we'll work from there. Uh, Justin's been on record as saying how much we value Liam. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great young man, brings a lot to our, our group, both on and off the field. We've clearly invested a lot in him over the years. Um, and, you know, we're really starting to see that return over this last three months in particular. Um, you know, I think Liam and, and the coaches have worked on, on areas of his game that he needed to in the, in the first couple of years of him being involved in the club. And then you've seen him over this last three months um, really shine in, in those particular areas, but also just from an all-round ground game perspective. So he's, he's clearly part of our, our starting 22, probably more so starting 18 over that period, has, has played some really consistent and, and strong footy over that period of time. Um, so you know, clearly it's our, our strong preference that Liam remains, but we understand the game, this, the way this game works, and if, if it doesn't go that way, then we'll go to work and make sure um, that we do all we can to get the best outcome for the club. It's become a far more fluid player market in the last few years, hasn't it? It's almost like clubs are just going to have to expect to lose a couple um, along the way. But he does give you a point of difference, doesn't he? You're known as a little bit of a safe team with the ball in the hand. Liam will look in and try and bite something off, sometimes not with a good result, uh, but he does give you a point of difference. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's a he's a great character as well. Um, he's a, he's a, I love Liam. He's a he's a great young man. Um, we love having him around the place. And you know, as you say, I think he and a few of the other. I mean, Hayden Young's got that capability as to a, a number of our other players. But you're right, he does like to to take him on and by foot. Um, sometimes with great success, other times it can be heart in your mouth stuff. But you know, again, I think. He's in his fourth year of footy, so um, that's going to continue to improve and, and grow as he gets more, more experience over time. So we, we certainly hope that's with us. But as you say, um, there's less barriers for players to, to leave clubs. These the, the, the fluency of the, the player movement market is at its, probably at its, at its greatest point now. Um, so all we can do is build an environment where um, you know, players see success and we think we've got an incredibly strong core group of young um, 
talented players of great character who see where we're going. And um, there's certainly a great opportunity for Liam in that regard. We we certainly hope he sees that um, and continues to stay with us. In the event that he doesn't, then we'll get to work. It's kind of underlined by what's happened with the 22 under 22 team and the All Australian squad, hasn't it? You've got representation there. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. You, you, those sort of things are, are nice and feel like a bit of a uh, an affirmation, if you like. But um, you know, it doesn't change our, our strategy and what we've been looking to do uh, consistently. Uh, it's um, with with the inconsistent performances and, and as I said, the frustration that we and our supporters have felt this year. You don't like to to bring it up because it sounds like a bit of a rationalisation or an excuse, but it. It is factual. I mean, the reality is we, we were less experienced than Hawthorne from a games played perspective on the weekend. Um, we were we were slightly older, uh, only marginal. And um, you know, of all the teams played this year, we were 17th from age and experience. And so that that it shows the demographic of where we're at, and um, um, we're, we're incredibly excited about where we're going to we're going to be in, in years to come. Um, we're all bloody impatient, though, Duff. Um, as an industry, but certainly as a club, we, we want to be we want to be playing the the pointy end of the season, probably in finals, grand finals, and winning premierships as soon as we possibly can. So that's our that's our overriding focus, as you can imagine. Are you happy with the first year of the Luke Jackson deal? Um, he has played very well. He's in the All Australian squad. He he showed incredibly exciting signs at the back end of the year. But it's probably going to sting a bit on draft night when uh, Melbourne reads out a picket around pick five, which was one of the, the the trade picks that were given up for him. How how are you feeling about the Jackson trade at this stage? Oh, I feel fantastic about it, Duff. It's, it's year one in a you know what we expect to be a ten or twelve year uh, return on investment, if you like. And you know, Luke's just turned. He's, he's, what is he? Twenty one, maybe just turned twenty two. I don't have to check. I think he might still be twenty one. Um, so uh, we all talk about Ruckman and and key position players um, um, taking a bit longer. So if he's showing this capability at this age, which is what we you know, obviously did all that work on and believe he could be, then you know, the sky's the limit. With Luke, I think he got the most coaches association votes of any key position player. You know, as he made the All Australian squad, um, showed durability, maturity beyond his years. He's a fantastic addition from a culture and character perspective. He's, his family, Mel and Steve, his parents, who couldn't be more invested in the club. Um, you know, we look at a whole range of factors when you do, you know, obviously pay a, re- uh, a reasonably significant amount to bring someone into the club and he's, he's ticked every possible box we could hope him to. It's, it's, it's so early in that period of time, but um, we love Luke on and off the field and we think he's going to be a... Um, uh, uh, he's going to be a handful in years to come. I remember the Sydney game this year when he and Josh Tracy and Jai Amos you know, got hold of, of, of the Sydney back line. Admittedly, it was a bit undermanned, but, you know, that was the second game that those three guys had played together. Um, kind of looking forward to seeing what they do when they've played 40 games or so together down the track. It's going to be, um, we think, going to be pretty pretty compelling. It does beg a question about whether you're going to have a conversation either amongst yourselves or with another club about Sean Darcy. Does the club have a position on this or are they open to conversations about Sean Darcy? No, Sean's um, very, very much a required player. I talked about Luke uh, from a, on an off-field perspective and he's very similar. Sean's an outstanding character. Again, comes from a great family who's incredibly invested in the club and just so happens that he's an absolute gun, Ruckman. And I think he's got the capacity to be the dominant Ruckman in, in the competition. He hasn't had a, 
an absolute free run at it from an injury perspective, um, you know, throughout his career, actually. So we we can't wait for him to hit the preseason um, running. Um, they're different players, Luke and Sean. Uh, I think they can really complement each other. They get along like a house on fire. There's clearly capability that Luke's going to be able to go through the midfield when Sean's in it. But then having the option to have them separate and Sean's shown capacity from a, um, a forward, um, albeit with limited opportunity as well too, and we've seen what Luke can do on that front. So, um, no, we'll be, we'll be doing everything in our power. Sean's obviously contracted for the next year. We'll be doing everything in our power to make sure that Sean is a 250-300 game player in purple. Um, we love everything that he brings to the club and, and look forward to him being with us for a long period. The two-year contract extension given to Nathan Fife and the fact that he has an ongoing battle with injury, Simon, are you comfortable with that? And where is Nathan at in terms of getting over those foot problems and, and being ready to, to launch into pre-season training? Yeah, I am. I mean, it's it, it's certainly um, the thing we look to try and do is ensure that everything we do um, gets a balance between making sure the player is, is looked after, but it's in you know in the best interest of the club and on the on the club's terms to suit that the organisation, and that's what this deal does. Um, you know, Fife he's had a wretched run as we know over recent years, um, but you know I also have yeah, a significant amount of confidence of the work he's going to do to ensure that he can he can contribute significantly over the, the next couple of years. Now, the, the, the challenges he's had indicate that you know, there might be some difficulties with that, but the, if he also has a bit of luck in running, we've seen whether they be international sports, men and women, but even on the local scene, you know, players playing well into their, their mid-30s. So it, it might seem a bit of a way off now, but you know, I'm hoping this isn't Nathan's last contract with us um, got to get through you know pre-season and make sure that he has a really strong 2024 obviously um, but he's fully invested you know spending a significant amount of time within the coaching group and around the players in this last six weeks of the season traveling in the state in the coaches box helping with opposition reviews you know guiding you know young mids and forwards so you know, if the investment level um, and engagement is anything to, to go by We've got a pretty determined Nathan Fife, and um, if that's the case, I reckon uh, there's still a couple of chapters in his, in his Fremantle story to be written. Justin Longmuir copped some criticism early in the season for being too safe and, and having a team that was too timid with ball movement. Are you happy with the way Justin has coached? He seems to have evolved a little bit with that as the season's gone on. How are you seeing his progress? Yeah, it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of There was a lot of opinions and perceptions around that. I, I, Ironically, during that time, we were one of the highest handballing teams in the competition. Um, and, you know, I think people saw that particularly in a game against Brisbane at the Gabba where whilst we got beaten reasonably soundly, um, you know, I think people believed that we were trying to take the game on in a, in a really aggressive and, and proactive way. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's personnel things that come into this. So the, the coaching group, you know, continue to look to evolve in every way that they possibly can. But, um, yeah, I think Justin's done a a really good job in a challenging year when we've all obviously understood that we haven't delivered to the the expectations that we had primarily. Um, But you've also got to remember, too, that we've got an incredibly young playing group starting to understand what they can do and and where they can take this this, this, this club and this team. So um, I'm really excited. I think that one of the big frustrations we had is the opportunities that our game style allowed us to get that we just couldn't capitalise on. So we'd get forward to the centre and 
had good looks and opportunities, but just wasn't able to finish our work. So clearly, that'll I think be a focus in the off season. Um, and, and Justin, the coaching staff, will get into that as quickly as possible. One more before I let you go, Simon. Jai Amos, um, not sure how he'll go in Rising Star voting, but uh, a hell of a season for a 19-year-old to kick 41 goals as your main power forward. Yeah, if um, the lobbying of the CEO has anything to do with it, he'll, be, he'll win comfortably. <laughs> gonna, um, unfortunately, I don't think that'll have uh, the, the desired impact that it, that it, that it could. Um, no, it's phenomenal. Right, I was, I was actually, I mean, you know, 39 goals, 41 goals, it doesn't matter, but I was really pleased he got over the 40 mark. It just felt like a great number for, and reward for effort because he's quite unselfish too. You would have seen him a number of times um, when forwards might otherwise just have a ping. He's always looking to maximise the chance of us kicking a goal as opposed to it just being him. Again, absolute ripper of a, of a young man. Um, so diligent in his work. It's a bit scary too, Duff. He hasn't actually had an AFL pre-season yet. And he certainly didn't this year. Um, so, you know, him, opportunity for him now to have a bit of a break, have some downtime, but then come back and hopefully get a full pre-season under his belt. Um, Josh Tracy is another who, you know, progressed this year. Um, you know, so I think, as I said before, with Luke potentially coming in and out of there, Sean playing um, a strong 24-game home and away season next year, hopefully. Um, we think we've got a three few threats and, and Jai's clearly a, a centrepiece to that. Simon, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, look forward to seeing the AFLW team go through their paces this weekend against West Coast. Hopefully both uh, WA-based AFLW teams have strong seasons and hopefully a lot of people get down there on Father's Day to have a look at it. No, I appreciate that, Duff. And don't forget Peel also playing Subi at um, Leaderville Oval on Saturday. So a lot of young Frio talent with our Peel brothers out there as well too, so we're looking forward to seeing them um, hopefully advance on Saturday also. Yeah, and it should be a cracker of a WAFL final series. Not much between the first and sixth teams this year, so uh, that is certainly worth a look. Absolutely. Good on you, Simon. Thanks for having me. Simon Garlick, he is the CEO of Fremantle, of course. Uh, they've had a frustrating season, but they're hopeful they can get back on track very quickly. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.